Welcome to Fresh Coast Jazz Backstage, the show that gives you a chance to hang with today's top contemporary jazz artists. I'm your host, Carl Brown. Hey, good day, everybody. This is Fresh Coast Jazz Backstage, and we're happy that you're going along for the ride with us today. Uh, Today's guest uh, made a name for himself in the gospel music world. He has now adding smooth jazz to his repertoire. Please welcome to the show, Mr. Doobie Powell. Doobie, thank you for joining us today. Hey, man, how you doing? I'm happy to be here. Yeah, we're happy to have you. And, um, you know, so we know you're well known in the gospel arena and that you've worked with some of the gospel luminaries like John P. Key and Ty Tribbett and the Clark Sisters. You got three gospel albums to your credit. And I understand your father was also quite a renowned gospel musician. Yes, my dad, he's responsible for the, the gospel jazz movement. Yeah. Along with a few others uh, like Ben Tanker. Mm-hmm. But my dad and Ben Tanker were like the front runners for that gospel jazz movement. Great. That's awesome. That's awesome. So, so what, was that one of the impetuses that got you to thinking, hey, I'm going to begin to move into the jazz world a little bit, too? Or were there other things that made you decide, hey, I'm, I'm going to expand beyond my gospel roots and start going to some different areas? Well, uh, you know, my dad, who has recently just passed away. Oh, sorry to hear uh, that. Yes. But he was responsible for my mind being vast and when it comes to the musicality of going beyond the norm. Okay. The norm was me doing what I did in gospel, but in actuality, gospel didn't really accept me totally because they didn't understand what I was doing. It was different than what they were used to. Mm -hmm. So I was always on another spectrum when it comes to music. It's just my message was a little different than most, but my music was always another level than what the gospel community was used to or wanted or more so wanted to accept. Okay. So I just decided some years ago that I I was going to move beyond the gospel title, quote unquote. Gotcha. do what was most important to me, which was just presenting good music yeah. to the world. Yeah. You know, without a specific title or, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah. No doubt about it. It's interesting that you say that. Talk about how the gospel world wasn't as accepting. I had Kirk Whalem on recently, and one of the things Kirk and I talked about was the fact that sometimes there are some uh, some booking managers and things that because Kurt is a very spiritual person and is a very his he's a I would say one of the standard bearers in that in that gospel jazz uh, arena now as well as just contemporary jazz. But he says sometimes mm-hmm. he has challenges with some promoters who think, well, you know, we're afraid he's going to do a show and he's going to get up there and start preaching, and so we're not going to book him, right? And it's interesting that you talk about the same thing happening on both sides. So. How do you reconcile that? Because it's a, it's, a, it's a bit of a challenge on both sides. The gospel world is sometimes not accepting of, of, of music that is, um, that is expansive of what that genre has typically been. And sometimes the jazz world is kind of like, well, maybe that's a little too preachy for me. How do, you, how do you reconcile those things? Well, it's difficult, but 
I think you got to play to, and you got to, you got to go where you want it. Yeah. Yeah. And that's my thing. You know, I I'm respected as a, a good musician or, or whatever in the gospel world. But mm-hmm. when it comes to my artistry and everything else, I'm not, mm-hmm. but I'm respected everywhere else in all the other genres and, yeah. and all the people that are quote unquote, not in the church respect and accept what I'm doing. So that's kind of where I, I gravitated because see, when you're in the church world, Sometimes they say a lot of things that they don't actually hold up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sure. In the public eye. So if we're supposed to go out beyond the four walls and compel them to come, then we can't only do it in the church world. Yeah, yeah. No in doubt order about to it. Reach the loss, the loss, all the loss is not in the church. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of people that are outside that don't really know God. Or, or really understand Christianity or whatever religion it is that you're serving, they don't have an understanding because we're not giving it to them. Yeah. So um, sometimes you got to leave the four walls of the sanctuary in the church and be able to speak to these people on another level. Yeah. And I feel that that's what I've been called to do. My music is not churchy, but... I feel like my message is always clear. Yeah, that's a great point, because in listening to your music, I'll tell you one of the things that struck me was the fact that it's not like your music is still very inspirational, you know, like with song titles like OK and songs that are talking about, hey, things are going to be all right. You know, your music mm-hmm. to me seems to be still very inspirational but not gospel, right? And so, mm-hmm. and so I, it, it, it sounds like that is a, a hallmark to what you're trying to do. Is that correct? Yeah, definitely. Because, you know, you can't reach everybody on a level that they don't understand. Mm-hmm. So if I come to you and, and start preaching and God is this and God is that, blah, 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 and you don't understand that mindset, you're not going to receive it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, but if you, if you understand a groove and you understand a vibe yeah. versus me trying to preach to you. And then after you get the vibe, you listen to my lyrics, you understand that there's another way. Yeah. That's a great point. Cause your lyrics definitely do that. Where, where would you say your inspiration from your music comes from? Oh, for one, definitely my pops. Uh-huh. Uh, I'm I'm a big lover of George Duke ever since I was a kid. Yeah, that's that's, that's George Duke is my is my dad and George Duke are my musical heroes. Okay, along with uh, everything else that has uh, come my way, the Herbies, the Chick. I grew up on funk, Parliament. Uh huh. We just lost a a great gem to the world, Uh, Bernard Wright. Yes. Yes. Bernard Wright was one I was listening to as a kid. And his even up until now, I was still listening to his music. Yeah, yeah. And rest in peace, Bernard Wright. And, and so many others, man, that, you know, my dad, we, was, we were in church. We were, you know, church kids or whatever. Uh-huh. We came up in church. But my dad had me listening to everything. Yeah. And I thank him for that because there's a lot of musicians and artists I know that grew up where their parents didn't let them listen to nothing but gospel or yeah. nothing but Christian music. That wasn't my story. Yeah. You know, yeah. my dad played 
he had me, he did something that he called the headphone treat. Okay. And, and uh, <laughs> me and my brothers, who are also accomplished, well, great musicians in their own right, he did something to all three of us where he put headphones on us at birth up until we were kind of able to fend for ourselves. Okay. And and we that's how we went to sleep at night with headphones. Uh, wow. And he would play all that great music in our ears. Huh. And that's how we went to sleep. He would put us to bed that That's a pretty cool thing. That's a pretty cool yeah. thing. So he did it to all of us. Yeah. And you know, so when I got older and I started under I didn't understand why I was so different than all the other kids and coming up in school because they was listening to the, the you know, the hip hop and they was listening to, uh-huh. the, you know, and I was listening to, to Donald Fagan and I was listening to, you know, all of the, I was listening to stuff that they was looking at me like I was weird, but that was what I was used to. I yeah. was listening to all the great musicians of the world uh-huh. at an early age, you know, so. That's where it comes from. Yeah. It's interesting. You know, that's a that's a really great point. You know, one of the things I've found in talking to artists is that the really, really good artists, most of them either grew up in that environment where they were exposed to a lot of different music or they mm-hmm. had this musical curiosity of their own where they went out and sought out all this different kinds of music, you know? Yeah. And even though they might be they might play in a quote unquote genre they are exposed to and they are knowledgeable of and students of so many different styles of music, you know? Mm-hmm. And you, you, you raised, uh, you brought up Bernard, Wright. I got to tell you, like you, I grew up on Nard and his, one of my favorite songs ever is won't you let me love you. You know, oh. that's just a, just a wonderful song. Just the lyrics and melody, everything in that song is great. And he has he did, as someone who I don't think, got his just due as the quality of musician that he was. Nope. You know, another name that I, I listened to as a kid, uh-huh. and we don't talk about him much either, is Donald Blackman. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Donald Blackman was amazing. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's, a, uh, yeah, that's an amazing thing, too, because there are so many of these artists that we just, I mean, like, and like I w- I've talked to so many people who've talked about artists who've talked about Bernard Wright and others that we may not, they may not be household names influencing yeah. them. So really an artist, artist. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. Before they time. I mean, Donald Blackman, he came out, I mean, uh, Bernard Wright came out with his first CD. He was like 16 years old. Yeah. I remember that. And, and it was so amazing Yeah, for him to be that young and to be that polished and that, accomplished that's what blew me away when my dad told me he was like hey man this man this boy only 16 wow yeah i was like really yeah yeah and that that gave me the hope that i can do this one day yeah absolutely absolutely yeah unique talent and unique talent so we talked about bernard you talked about some of the other artists that have influenced you are there artists that you have that you are like, man, I really want to collaborate and work with this artist one day? Oh, wow. Yeah, there's there's a there's a few out there, man. You know, uh, I don't care how, how old he gets. He's still going to be on my on my uh, my favorite list. Uh-huh. Stevie Wonder. Yeah. Stevie Wonder is one I never got to work 
with Prince, but Prince was one of them. But okay, Stevie is one. There's an artist out there. Her name is Her. Oh yeah, no, uh, and, I'm uh, very familiar with her. I love what she's bringing to the table mm-hmm. musically because she's not just doing the basic R&B like she's a musician. She mm-hmm. understands. So I, I love what she's doing. My homeboy, we we always talking about working together. We just haven't did it yet. But my brother, Robert Glasper. Oh, yeah. We, we've been boys for a long time. We just we did something back in 2015 just for Christmas. OK, we put out a Christmas song and, you know, we didn't sell it or nothing, but we just did a Christmas song and it was real cool. Got a big, big response from it. But we actually are planning on doing something for real. Good. So hopefully that that happens soon. Yeah. Um, yeah. He's all over the place. So <laughs> he is. He is. He is blowing up. Yeah. I got a chance to see him in concert probably about say now it's probably been about five years ago. Right. And so this was before he was people. People knew who he was then. But this is before he gained the level of stardom that he has now. Right. And I got to uh-huh. tell you, he was he's always been impressive. But another another person that I would say is a musician's musician. He's about the music, man. He's totally about yeah. the music. Uh-huh. And he understands. Yeah. And he come from the same kind of background as me. OK. So OK. With the church stuff and all of that. But, you know, we just he saw something else, not yeah. in the church, but, you know, we just. We know there's more. Yeah, yeah. No, is there like because there's so many artists that come out, particularly in the in this in the jazz genre that come out, and really in the R and B genre and lots of other genres. But so many artists that come out of the church tradition. Is there a for you? Was there a uh, a reconciliation of sorts from you know? Because sometimes you know you come out of church tradition, you can you can sometimes question well. Should I do this? Should I not do this? Was there a reconciliation or were you, did you just feel and know completely that that the new direction you wanted to go in was the right direction for you? Um, Well, you got to be secure in your decisions and who you are. Great point. In the old school church was definitely frowned upon. They frowned upon you doing anything other than gospel music. So a lot of people had to make a choice. Mm -hmm. I'm going to, serve God or am I going to do this other stuff? And it was an ignorant choice to make people have to make mm-hmm. because you can still serve God and still love God and still be who you are yeah. as a Christian yeah. and have respect for that and still do what you need to do. And when you don't have respect for that, that's when it becomes an issue. Yeah. And you don't have respect for who you're, who you're representing. It's just like representing your family. Mm-hmm. There's some things I'm, you would never catch me doing because I don't want to disrespect my mother. Absolutely. You know what I'm saying? Understand. And that's just how you got to look at the Christianity stint. You can do whatever it is. You just got to be respectful in what you're doing. Yeah. But the old church didn't understand that. Yeah. Yeah. There's a new understanding these days where people have more understanding of what the scriptures are saying. Yeah and more understanding of who you are as a Christian and being able to do what you need to do and still be respectful and serve who you're serving. Amen. So I, I, I think in, in what I do, 
I just make sure my message is clear. I don't have to say God and Jesus and everything that I say for you to understand who I'm representing. Yeah. But I'm still going to be respectful to who I represent. Yeah, that's a great point. That's a great point. Well, let's get into some of what you're working on now, man. Let's listen to your song, Okay. In life there's no guarantee that things will go your way. Watching what matters to you the most just fade away. But knowing that you've still got to go on, hopelessness be Yeah. Hey. 
around him. You know, I tell people all the time the biggest teacher is influence. Just being around my dad and watching him, that's how I learned how to work the studio. Just sitting there and not saying nothing, just being around him while he was doing it. And then it rubbed off. And then actually playing with him and then getting on me. Tough love from an early kid that helped get me to the place where I am mentally and spiritually, man, with my music. The influence of a great man, the influence of an innovator, the influence of someone who's unique and original in their approach to whatever it is that you're trying to become or obtain. All right, everybody, you just heard Doobie Powell with his song, Okay. So, Doobie, what would you say for you is the most rewarding thing about being a musician? Most rewarding thing for me is the possibilities are endless. Okay. For what you can create, for what you can display, for what you can say through your instrument Mm -hmm. and through your music. Music is so much more powerful than what people let off to be. Music is so powerful. And if you use it right, it can really be a benefit to the world. Yeah, no doubt about it. And I tell you, you know, with what we got going on in the world today, man, we need everything we can that's going to be a positive influence, right? And music, I agree with you. I think music is one of those things that, really soothes the soul in a lot of ways it can be refuge mm-hmm. it can be inspiration it can be so many different things and i think that you know the works that musicians like yourself put out they have a big impact on people's lives mm-hmm. yes sir so so on the flip side of that what would you say is the most challenging thing about being a musician uh the most challenging thing is that we're not received on every level mm-hmm. like some other people Entertainment versus musicianship is so far vast away from reality. It's crazy. Mm-hmm. And no disrespect to the, the new age rap and all of that stuff, but a lot of it is not uplifting the world. A lot of it yeah. is just maintaining a level of importance Yeah, uh, because it's making money. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's not helping nobody. Yeah. And and I think music, I think God put music here for us to be a blessing to the world and be able to say things musically that we can't say verbally. Mm-hmm. And sometimes what we play and what we sing in our music is what changes minds yeah. and is what flips people's minds to be acceptable to change when it comes to different things in politics or or whatever it is that you know we're dealing with at the time yeah you know if you even look at when they go to war in the military in the in the navy they got bands and and music programs to help people while they over there fight Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. why is that yeah because music is just that important a great point so i think the, the downfall is that the world only looks at at positive music at a certain time when somebody died. Yeah. Or when we have a mass shooting or some tragic or, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. That's not the only time we should hear music that can uplift us. Yeah. Yeah. But the world 
and and the and the powers that be, they push the narrative on other stuff. Yeah, yeah. So people like me and Robert and all these other people who are doing music to uplift and and to 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 bring people together, all the positive rappers and and hip hoppers out there that don't get the main stage because they rather promote the violence and, yeah. the, and the all the other stuff and the stuff that that really makes us look bad as a people. Mhm. Mhm. Yeah, that's 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 deep, I tell you, because you know, that inspirational aspect, which is certain a river that certainly runs through your music, but that's very very real. I I happened to see a post on Facebook yesterday from someone talking about how every morning when he takes his kids to school, before they get out of the car, he plays them a song by Sounds of Blackness every morning. Mm. And that song is to signal to his children that, okay, it's time for you to go in here, keep your head lifted high, know who you are, and be about your business, right? And when, yeah. I, when I saw that, I was so moved by it because I used to play every day before I went to work. I'd get dressed and ready for work, and I'd sit on my couch, and I'd play a song by Sounds of Blackness before I walked out the door, you know? To do that mm -hmm. very same thing, to uplift me, to get me get my head in the right space, to get me ready for what I'm about to go into in the day, right? Yeah. And when I hear what you're, the music you're doing, it's clear to me that that's one of the things you want people to take away. Yes, we, we got too much that brings us down and that's not uplifting us. So I want to be that light. Yeah. I want to be that, that booster. Good for you, man. Good for you. Yes, sir. Well, keep keep doing that. Let's take a listen to another one of your songs. This is the song Imagination. The purpose of this record is to show you how to use your imagination to achieve your every desire. Promises you made yesterday that ain't who you are, at least not no more. Come on, let's move on. Sometimes I dream 
that's for you everybody you just heard imagination by today's guest doobie Powell. so doobie we have this segment that we do on each show it's called bout it or doubt it okay so if you bout it it's something that you're feeling if you doubt it it's something that you're not quite feeling uh you want you can we get you to play today let's play all right let's do it i started this body if you bought it get them up I mean you body body. I mean you body body. We say you body body. I represent. I doubt it. All right, Doobie. So what we're going to do is we're going to spin the wheel and get you a category, and then I'm going to ask you a couple of about it or doubt it questions, all right? All right. Today's category is food and beverage. Pretty apropos, we got Doobies coming to us from a restaurant right now. So pretty apropos <laughs> that his category today is food and beverage. 
So, bout it or doubt it, Doobie? Coffee. Bout it. You bout it. Okay. Are you a heavy, heavy coffee person or just an occasional coffee person? Um, I'm not heavy, heavy, but I, I definitely like a coffee when I'm at a restaurant. Uh-huh. I like a coffee in the morning. And I don't drink it to wake up. I drink it for taste. Okay. 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 Yeah, I'm sort of like you. Like, I, I love the smell of coffee roasting and coffee beans, right? And I have maybe, I'll have only maybe a couple cups of coffee, maybe four or five cups of coffee in a month, right? So I don't, I'm not a big coffee drinker, but I tell you, I used to work with some folks that they drank coffee all day, every day, and they drank the strongest stuff. And I'll never forget one day, I tried to drink what they were drinking, and I felt, honestly, I felt like I felt hair growing on my chest drinking that stuff, man. So. Yeah, I don't understand how people drink coffee black. Yeah. Yeah, and all day, and like I mean, I, I mean, literally all day, every day. So I don't know. I know I couldn't do that, but I love the smell of it. And an occasional cup is good. All right, another another bout it or doubt it for you. Fancy restaurants. Uh, that's kind of hard. It depends on the restaurant. Okay, but uh, you know, I'll do a fancy one depending on on, on the restaurant. I'm, I'm, what's crazy is I'm in a fancy one right now. Okay. Okay. <laughs> It, it was it was the closest thing to me, but it's a it's a restaurant I'm at called Trumbull Kitchen. Okay, and it's you know it's high. It's on a you know it's one of them fancy spots. So when you go to the fancy spots, like what's your go to? What are you ordering? Um, it depends on what they got. There's a lot of things I don't eat, so it depends on what they got. Like I just ordered a chicken mandarin, real chicken mandarin salad. Okay, you know for lunch and uh, some sparkling water. You know, I'm trying to trying to trying to take it easy these days. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, yeah, I know that film. Well, good, man. Good. So what when it's not a fancy one, what's your favorite restaurant? Oh, man. Man, you know, I'm I'm mom and pop. I like. OK. I like soul food spots and, and uh, I like going to the Jamaican spots. OK. OK. That real the real food. Yeah. Yeah. The home, uh, the the stuff that even though you're in a restaurant, it makes you feel like it's home cooked. Huh? See there? That's it. OK. 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 So when you're working on your music, how do you know when a song is ready to be put out into the world for people to consume and enjoy? Um, well, for one, you got to feel it for anybody else. Though. Mm-hmm. You got to be confident in yourself. Yeah. And you can't worry about everybody else having an opinion of what they think is good. Because no matter what, somebody's always going to not like what you do. Mm-hmm. But you can't you can't live your life on the opinion of what somebody say just because they have a title. Yeah. Yeah. And just because they're they're high up in the industry, just because they say it ain't good, don't mean that it ain't good. Because there's a whole lot of stuff out there that's not good and it's it's top dollar. Yeah. Yeah. Because somebody believed in themselves mm-hmm. or somebody believed in them, whether it was good to us or not, somebody believed in them, yeah. took a chance on them and said, This is this should be to the world. So you can't really go off of what other people say. You got to know what you believe in your heart to be true. Yeah. This is good. This is what the world needs to hear. Yeah. And I'm confident enough in myself and my ability 
Because when I wear more than one hat, I'm not just an artist. I'm not just a producer. I'm not just a musician. You know what yeah. I'm saying? I, I wear all of those hats. I'm a songwriter and I understand what it takes. So that's the difference between a lot of people. Some people are only one facet. Mm-hmm. I'm an artist, but I don't really have the ability to do the other stuff. So I got to rely on other people to tell me if this is good or not. Yeah. Yeah. So that's not my that's not my fight. I know my music can stand up against anything that's out there because I put in the work. I put in the work to make it happen. Yeah. Good for you, man. Good for you. So. So what is something when you're not when you're not making music? What what do you how do you like to fill your time? What do you like to do when you're not making music? I'm definitely a church boy. Uh huh. I'm the minister of music at my church. You know, I'm in church when I when I can. My mom has taken over my dad's church. My okay. dad was also a pastor. Yeah. And uh, when he passed away, she took over the church. So I'm, you know, I'm still riding for my mom and riding for my church when I'm able to be there and when I, whatever I'm able to do for them. Mm-hmm. I'm an avid bowler. Okay. And uh, I love to go to movies. Okay. 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 I love to actually go. I love the time of actually getting up and going to the movies mm-hmm. and getting popcorn. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, it's cool to watch it at the crib, too. Yeah. I actually like going to the movies. And I love to travel even if i'm not traveling to go work okay just i love road trips okay to nowhere yeah i love to watch the the sky change yeah cool night to morning while i'm driving okay you know riding so those are those are things i i'm not i don't do much yeah but i like those i love those things that's cool that's cool i tell you you mentioned going to the movies and it's something like i've gotten so used to watching stuff at home, right? And this, it's funny, because this weekend, a new movie is coming out, and I said to myself, you know what? I'm actually going to go to the theater and see that movie this weekend, you know? Mm-hmm. I want to see it in a theater, right? And you're right. Yeah. That is a to- it's a totally different experience. And I know with COVID and everything, we've been shut out from our ability to do things. I mean, there's a point where you kind of want to, you have to get back out and start to begin to do things and live again. But I'm so looking forward to that that very thing. And sometimes the the simple things in life are cool. The other thing, I love the fact that it sounds like you like to get in that car and get some road trips in. And that's another thing that I love doing as well, man. You know, it is something nice about, I don't know, for me, it clears my head. It's cathartic in a way to just be behind the wheel driving, you know? Yeah. And, you know, I can drive, but I like when I'm somebody else is driving, then I can really enjoy. Okay. Okay. Good. When I'm driving, I can't really enjoy. I got to pay attention. Yeah, that's true. That's a good <laughs> point. That's a good point. So do you remember the very first concert you ever went to see? That I went, that I've gone to see. Jogging uh, your memory. <laughs> so many, man, because my dad used to take me, you know, so many things, man, uh-huh. as a kid. So hard to remember that first one. Yeah. Well, let me ask it a different way. Let me ask you another question in that, in that in that line. Is there somebody that you have not yet seen that you are dying to see in concert? Yeah. I, well, I mean, it, it ain't it ain't possible no more. But I always wanted to see Prince live. Yeah. I still haven't seen Stevie live. Okay. Okay. I've been places where he was, but he wasn't performing. Gotcha. I haven't seen him live so. That would be great to see. Yeah. 
I'll tell you one concert I've been to that I enjoyed, even though the main guy wasn't there. Uh-huh. I went to see Earth, Wind, and Fire. Oh, yeah. And Maurice wasn't there. Yeah. Know, passed away, but that was an amazing show. Yeah. I've heard they put on a great show still. In fact, they're touring with Santana and coming to my hometown soon. And so I'm really looking forward to, to that one myself. So, well, I tell you what, let's take a listen to, to, to one more of your songs, man. Let's take a listen to Peace and Love. Track up a little bit. Yeah. Yo, I gotta be honest. What I see is a little crazy right now. But I know we can turn it around. Yeah. Listen. What about Malcolm X who told us Keep me at peace 
All right, everybody, that was Doobie Powell with Peace and Love. And so, Doobie, given your life's experiences, what advice would you give your 13-year-old self, knowing what you know now? Wow, that's a great question. (laughs) Knowing what I know now, I would tell my 13-year-old self to watch what I eat, Mm -hmm. pay more attention to detail when it comes to life when it comes to women yeah learn how to read music charts okay yeah oh yeah yeah that's one of the things Najee was talking about we had him on the show he was talking about how being able to read charts at a young age separated him from the pack you know because you know he would be up for he would be auditioning for gigs and you know, somebody would say, well, if you can read the charts, you can get the gigs. And he was always able to read the charts. So he was always able to get the gigs that he wanted, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's great advice. That's great advice for your, for your, from, to your younger self. So got a couple questions I love to ask all of our guests. So what would you say, Doobie, are your three favorite albums of all time? Man, any, I mean, that's kind of hard. Uh-huh. Anything George Duke put out is my favorite. Yeah, I got you. He's pretty much like one of the only people I listen to on a regular. Okay, okay. I listen to other stuff, but not too hard because I like keeping the hold on the fact that I'm very original. Yeah, good. I don't like people having to be able to say, well, he sound like this one and he sound like that one. Gotcha. So I limit my, you know, I listen to a lot of stuff, but when it comes to what I listen to all the time, it's not much. Yeah. Okay. Okay. But no disrespect to anybody else. But uh, George Duke, anything he's done. Yeah. There was a friend of mine. Well, at the time, we wasn't friends. Uh-huh. But when I heard his first record, it blew me away. And But now we like the best of friends. Okay. And my big bro, Frank McComb. Okay. His very first record that kind of blew me away uh-huh. because he was pretty much doing what I was doing, but it was hard to do because I was in, you know, heavy in the church world. Uh-huh. But him sitting at a keyboard and just expressing himself with his own music, you know, that blew me away. Cool. Cool. Um, so what he did was very, you know, to me was one of my favorite records. And then, um, there was a record that I was a part of um, that came out. I want to say it came out in maybe about 98, maybe. Mm-hmm. And it was a gospel record, but it was, it changed the game musically. And it, it was by an artist named Kim Burrell. Oh, yeah. He put out a record called, the title of the record was Everlasting Life. Yeah, yeah. It was like her first major record. She had a record before that. But it was it was independent. Mm-hmm. The record she put out after that was like what really made her who she is. And I happened to be a part of that record, played on that record. Okay. And it was a it was a game changer for the, the music world, period, not just gospel. Mm-hmm. Cool. So yeah, those those three records. Yeah. Okay. Another question I love to ask is, so you, you're having a dinner party. You can invite any three people you want, living or deceased. Who's coming to Doobie's dinner party and what's on the menu? Man. <laughs> I said only three people? Mm-hmm. I'm inviting Prince. 
Yeah, okay. I'm inviting Donnie Hathaway. Oh, that's a great choice. And I'm inviting George Duke. All right. All right. And what are you serving? Um, I'm serving Chinese and soul food. All right. Oh, wow. <laughs> that's a mix. <laughs> That's a mix right there. That's all right, man. That's all right. So, Doobie, tell us, what does the rest of 2022 hold for you? I got a new record dropping on this weekend. All right. Two of the songs you just played. Yeah. And then I plan on going on the road. And, you know, I love to play, man. That's that's the thing. That's that's where it's at. That's, mm-hmm. that's what I love to do. I love to play and express myself. Good. So I plan on going on the road. Hopefully I find somebody to settle down with. Yeah. I don't know about no more kids. I got four already. Okay. 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 <laughs> but I, I would love to, you know, take another stab at being in love. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Absolutely. But uh, Yeah. That's, that's about it, man. And just and living as long as I can. There you go. There you go. Well, man, we really appreciate you taking time today to spend a little time with us. Um, and we wish you nothing but success as you go forward, man. And tell us all where we can get that new album that's about to drop. Yeah, you can go. It's called Leander's Road. Okay. By Doobie Powell. And it's pretty much a dedication to my dad. A lot of it is dedicated to him. Cool. And he passed on December 28th of 21. Okay. I'm releasing it on May 28th, which is a few months from when he passed. Yeah. And uh, you can find that everywhere, man. It's, all right. You can pre-order now if you want. It's on all all digital outlets, even Bandcamp. I'm on Bandcamp. I'm on all digital outlets. You can go grab it. And along with all my other music is up there. You can find me on social media, Facebook, H. Doobie Powell, Instagram, Doobie Powell, Twitter, Doobie Powell. I don't have a, I don't have a uh, Snapchat or, or TikTok. I, I think I'm kind of too young for TikTok. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> I'm well, too old, I mean, for TikTok. Yeah. But, um, but yeah, you know, you can find me. Um, my website is doobiepowell.com. Just Google me. You'll find me. All right, man. Well, again, we appreciate your time, man. And thank you so much for coming on. Thank you for having me. This is a pleasure. All right, man. All right. Well, everybody, tickets are selling fast for the 2022 Fresh Coast Jazz Festival, August 26th and 27th at the Paps Theater in Milwaukee, Wisconsin. This year's lineup features Najee, Bob James, Adam Hawley, Alex Bunyol, Gabriella Anders, Marcus Adams, Vandell Andrew, PJ Spragans, and Merlon Devine. So get your tickets now by going to freshcoastjazz.com. That's our show for this week. Be sure to check out our website, freshcoastjazz.com, to sign up for our email list so you can stay up on what's going on with contemporary jazz. We'll see you next time on Fresh Coast Jazz Backstage.